right. Welcome back, audio nerds. This is episode six, I believe, of Audio First. And uh, joining me today for this very special episode, our inaugural interview episode, is the great Kneeling Bus, a.k.a. Drew Austin. He's one of my favorite essayists on technology and AirPods. He's written extensively on the subject as it relates to uh, urban studies and uh, urban design. He's one of the most original essayists out there. I read his uh, weekly email all the time, and it just so happens we're more or less neighbors. So I got him in the studio, uh, and I feel very fortunate to have him joining us today, and you'll see why in just a second. So stick around, and uh, definitely check out the show notes where some of his essays are linked. He is uh, quite a force. So without further ado, the great Kneeling Bus. Okay. All right, everybody. I'm here with one of my favorite internet thinkers, especially around AirPods and audio. This is Drew Austin. Drew, welcome to Audio First. How's it going, Nick? Thanks for having me on. It's excited to be here for the inaugural interview. Yeah, this is the first interview. I'm hoping to do more of them. I'm finding that uh, making a you know, two-bullet newsletter is actually quite a lot of work, and I understand why there's so many <laughs> podcasts and newsletters that just get started but never finished. Um, but yeah, the thing, like I said in the last one, the AirPods stuff, it keeps writing itself like every week. A new investor or you know, some prominent person comes out and speaks out and says, this stuff is for real, this is the future platform. Uh, and you've done some writing yourself on it. And you said you just got the, the AirPods in December. So, I mean, walk me through your experience thus far. Yeah, so I, I got them in December and I knew I was going to get them eventually, kind of with every like widespread you know, tech product that comes out where you know you're eventually going to get it. I try to wait <laughs> as long as possible, but I also, you know, I've been writing a lot about AirPods and thinking a lot about them, so I didn't want to wait too long. I wanted to start participating as a user instead of just having all these hypotheses and not testing them out. So I wrote uh, an article about AirPods last June that kind of got me like really launched into thinking about them, and so I had a good six months of observing the world around me and watching more and more people have AirPods in all the time without using them myself before ultimately getting them and then getting to find out what it was like. Um, and as you might imagine, instantly, like one hypothesis that came true was I have them in all the time. And uh, amazing. in a lot of situations where I would not have thought I would have had them on, like before I got them, I thought when I saw other people wearing them in certain situations, I was like, that person looks kind of ridiculous, but now I'm that person. I remember right like away. having a little <laughs> bit of disdain. Yeah. It's like when you saw the, the Apple Watch for the first time, and it's like the first item that you wear as like a fashion accessory. Yeah. And you're like, what does that say about, like, what are you trying to say? Exactly. What is the semiotics of wearing this thing? And it was Why very unclear for a while. And I guess at first, you know, your default is like, oh, this person's stuck up. Or uh, maybe the negative thing is obviously, you know, the first thing that jumped to my mind. Um, but yeah, after, you know, seeing it every, you know, everywhere and obviously, you know, the charts, uh, and the data show that like people, I've read that almost a third of Americans will have one by yeah. the end of this year, uh, which is kind of a, you know, a wild change and apparently trailing exactly how, uh, the iPhone was uh, originally shipping, yeah. uh, you know, this, this long after its launch, but, um, in your daily use, you're using it all the time. Like what break it down for me. 
how do you actually listen with them on? Well, so I knew I knew that the killer app for them would be going to the gym. That was sort of what made me initially want them was, you know, every single person at the gym has AirPods on um, except for me until a month ago. And it's, it's kind of the perfect time. To, and I never had like AirBuds or anything. I had like, you know, the, the Apple wired uh, earbuds. So that, you know, you can wear those in the gym, but like it's kind of inconvenient if you're moving around and doing certain things. Yeah. So I was looking forward to having something where I could really just set my phone aside um, and have these things that kind of travel with me. And, you know, the range, I don't actually know what the maximum range is, but it's it's far enough that I never really exceed it whenever I'm indoors. So both yeah. at home and in places like that, I can leave my phone somewhere and then be roaming around. And I think that's the most surprising thing about them that's also been really cool is just being able to leave my phone in a different room. Yeah. Um, certainly at home. Uh, yeah, you can and, be washing dishes. This is one of my favorite things to do with them on. Yeah. So ironically, um, or maybe paradoxically, like my screen time is actually going down because I can get away from my phone while still using part of it. Yeah. The audio I, part. That was one of the first, you know, the, the, the first thing I thought of was my initial love of Alexa. It's like I can get that... There's really low touch things like what's yeah. the weather today, you know, or like a quick Google search, like what time is the Super Bowl on, you know, that the really simple things that like, do, you know, does take a fair amount of your computing time. But like so far, do you feel like it's much different than what happened with Alexa for you or? Um, so I was actually never a big Alexa user um, and I don't really use, you know, Siri or anything. I that's just something that I've never um it never felt that much easier to me than, than just Googling or whatever. So I haven't really been a big like virtual assistant user, but, yeah. um, but it's, it's the probably interface list, yeah. you know, whole question. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, so how does, how do, you know, you've written a little bit about, um, you know, urban spaces and how people are, you know, consuming the technology to a point where it's kind of easier to picture yourself kind of cocoon in your own little, uh, thought track so yeah. to speak um you know how do you see it going from here if you find yourself really loving these things you know as much as you were uh, you know supposed to yeah well i think where i'm at now is i find myself with them on so much i have so many hours a day where i've got airpods in either listen to music or podcasts yeah or something similar and i'm now feeling like maybe i need to pull back a little bit um and i i think that being out of the house in public is where i really feel a little bit less comfortable with it just because even though you know most of what happens around you in the audit that public audio environment is not anything special i feel like there's some sort of like it feels wrong to just reject it outright and the mm -hmm. noise canceling aspect of the of the airpods is i think another level of that um I actually don't use the noise canceling feature all that much when i'm out and about which um, i find insane by the yeah. way I use it almost exclusively. Yeah, so I mentioned that to you the other day, and I thought I was actually surprised that other people felt differently. Um, I certainly use them if I'm like in a place where I could be annoyed by someone talking on the phone, or if I'm on a plane, or, or something like that. Then it's awesome for that. But um, but I've actually found it really interesting, just the feeling of of toggling the the you know when you grab the stock and you turn the the noise canceling on or off. It's like 
that that whoosh sound when like all of the white noise around you like rushes back in oh it's that's very, where that like, title came from that's right it's a very like yeah i actually didn't even think about that but um it made me realize like how much like low level sound there is all around you where you that you just completely ignore you know it's not signal hmm. it's noise and um yeah. in a weird way like being able to toggle that on and off makes me appreciate it more not like it's entertaining to listen to but just it's part of the texture of the environment and something that it kind of made me feel weird to, to be tuning it out. In a, see, really see, I took way. the opposite approach. <laughs> I noticed just how many jackhammers and yeah, whooshing yeah. sounds and annoying, th- you know, antics that you're hearing in the background and, you know, just commuting every day in New York yeah. City. And I was just, you know, <laughs> glory. How glorious yeah. it is I can finally choose, you know, what to listen to instead. I could finally yeah. fully hear, you know, the, the music I was listening to. Uh, if you had the version one AirPods, for example, like you, you know, you had to really jack up the volume, especially yeah. if you were right next to anything loud. This is like a total mental cocoon. And I don't know, for me, it, I can't imagine even, you know, daring to undo that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, that I mean, that's great. And maybe this will influence me to start using that feature more. I it, So when I wrote the article back in 2019, I um, it was before the new version came out, before the pros came out. And... Um, I kind of thought at that time, again, I didn't have them at that time, but I thought that the purpose, I thought that the goal of AirPods was to be this like porous boundary where people could talk over them and you could hear things even if you had them on all the time. Mm. I thought that would make it easier to imagine a world where people never took them out. You know, if you have noise canceling in, you can't really like order food from like, you know, the counter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Although you probably can, it's just a little bit more of a barrier yeah, to surmount. The, the, the porous nature is, I think, like the one valid reason to maybe prefer the yeah. V1s over the V2s. Yeah. Uh, the pros, rather. And, um, like, the, I actually thought for a while, I, I remember listening uh, to Tim Cook say, you know, you can we can imagine people, you know, using different versions for different uses. And I thought that was kind of, you know, a load of baloney. And then <laughs> I got, I had both, I have both versions and I realized while running, it's much safer to have that porous boundary. Um, even though it's so nice to be able to like, you know, hey Siri, hands-free, it's not worth, yeah. you know, the, the risk there. And also what I find is when I run, I can kind of hear each step with the little <laughs> cushion uh, for ah, whatever reason. It kind of, maybe it's, you know, my own biology, but yeah. Um, I fa- anyway, the uh, you know the whole thing, the porous nature of it. I mean, that's one interesting aspect of like you know is does AirPod is like the whole success you know the initial success around that that porous nature. It and then in, in some ways it, you know for me it was a little bit. You yeah. can kind of be there. You can kind of hear some ambient stuff in your office. If someone's calling your name, you don't you know totally ignore them like I do now. The, <laughs> the, you yeah. Know, the ANC. Um, you know, do you see? there being almost two versions forever or yeah i'm really curious to see what happens because it seems almost like the the v1 airpod was like a way to get the foot in the door of us just being comfortable wearing them all the time and then maybe Mm -hmm. noise canceling came after as a way to like now that we're wearing them all the time we can like turn the world off when we want to (laughs) yeah and i mean i actually think about this not just with with headphones but with like all versions of like the mobile internet or everything that we do online there's this sort of fork in the road where we can like further immerse ourselves in 
the physical world around us or construct this alternate universe that we spend more time in see i i uh and you know we've kind of traded thoughts on this yeah my idea of the airpods right now uh and maybe it's a little grandiose but i do see it as maybe the first taste of transhumanism it's kind of easy to you know i think in in history you know you'll be able to look backwards and be like oh this is that first thing that you were wearing that you were really allowing to be like a you know a talking track into your brain you know with the with a iPhone, you can you could say that we're already living in transhumanism. Just take a look at you know where your which apps are consuming the most battery. It's pretty much yeah. you know reflection of your psychology, so to speak. Um, and this just maybe feels a little more just one extra layer, uh, you know, on top of that. So it, you know, I, I would even agree yeah. that the the phone might be kind of the first starting place. But I, I want to read this amazing uh, passage that you uh, wrote the other day about how uh, mobile phones massively increase the amount of time we could spend online. Uh, And you said that this transformed the internet into a robust universe of its own that finally came to rival meat space as a real place we could continuously inhabit and consider primary. Digital and physical reality flipped, in other words, and the latter has increasingly become a support system for the former. What follows from that inversion is that one's physical location matters less and less, thanks to near ubiquitous connectivity. Uh, getting out of the house doesn't matter as much as it seemed like it would in 2010, uh, because what we, because more of what we formerly went outside to find is online now. We're already everywhere at all times, um, and I love that idea of that you arrive at here. That the ultimate result of unlimited iPhone-supported mobility is, in other words, domesticity, an erosion of place that makes it harder to justify going anywhere at all. Uh, I mean, the, the pros is chilling, and I totally agree. I mean, I think you can, you can kind of understand, you know, with all these other elements happening with Fortnite. I, I mean, my, maybe I'm also just getting older and spending more time in, but it does feel like everything's kind of arriving to being either online a lot or at home a lot or both, yeah. know, so, so to speak. Um, do you feel like the AirPods are kind of helping that, or maybe like a point that's actually kind of deferring that? That's a really interesting question. I think that's in some ways like the central question of AirPods yeah. is like you would think that the idea is like now I can, you know, it's I can be out and about like I can like if I'm in my house, I can just put music on the stereo. But when I'm out of the house, I have, you know, this this set of great headphones that I can pretty much keep in my ears at all times and have the same experience. Mm-hmm of a controlled environment where I'm deciding what I hear at all times. Um, there've been a few and we've, we've discussed, uh, I've, there've been a few really interesting tweets about like ideas for, for AirPod products that are like, you know, you're at a bar and it helps you like talk to other people that are in the same bar as you. Right. Um, what, while almost like a social filtering out all the other chatter or something. Yeah. Which is almost kind of like a, like, I think in that passage you read, I'd, I've been talking about Foursquare at one point, um, mm-hmm. just how like that was this other vision of of where the mobile internet was headed like right. 10 years ago. We'd be out and about, it would be a, yeah. you know, like opening ch- up of information, the world would be ours. <laughs> yeah, like and I can then, see where my friends are going and I'll go there too, or right, like, I right. see who checked in where. But yeah, and that's like the dream of like, yeah. oh, your friend checks in down the street and you can yeah. go meet them for a spontaneous drink. But exactly. with the reality of a lot of this stuff is you kind of move inward, you can get things yeah. delivered, you can get basically all your life on demand. And, you know, where's the most convenient place? It's probably at home. It was what yeah. you're saying. 
and I mean like the like as a social network, you know, Twitter is like not spatial in any way. I mean, like everyone's yeah. bio it trans- says it transcends space. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like we're all just hanging out all the time, and it doesn't matter where we are. And like you know, when I've if I go to like the bar on my block to watch a game or something, like I find that I'd rather like see what the people I follow on Twitter are saying about the game. Yeah. Then ask, you're like, I, I mean, I like talking to people around me, but I don't assume that the guy next to me is going to have something more interesting to say than yeah. all these different people that <laughs> I can check in on, on Twitter. And <laughs> it's a sad reality. I don't feel good about that, but it, I can't deny that it's true in, yeah. in some way. Um, that said, I think there's like an inherent value in talking to a person in physical space that goes beyond how interesting they are. So that's, that's what that's what Meet Space has going for it. Um, to get a slice of life, <laughs> yeah, so to speak. But, like, you know, with Twitter, we're just in touch with the most interesting people we're aware of at all times, and it's it's kind of unprecedented, so yeah, it's well, hard to well, compete with Maybe that. I see AirPods kind of, you know, facilitating that to an even yeah. better degree. Like, you yeah. know, if, if, as we have it, you're never bored, you just open up an app, you see, you know, some of the most amazing minds out there, you know, taking in all these events in this global hive mind situation. You can yeah. imagine, you know, what happens if it's done right and melded with audio. Um, or um, like you were saying, like, you know, one of the early ideas you had was just about like maybe a chat roulette type thing or an Instagram stories mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, you can almost, and, and I've heard, you know, I've talked to people who are trying to make something more Twitter-like actually melded with audio and all these things. Yeah. Um, can you, I mean, it's, it's kind of a crazy out there situation as it stands, but I, I see the new social networks trying to be launched. Yeah. Has, have you seen anything compelling aside from just consuming media or how, you know, yeah. how do you envision your own use? Unfolding? I mean, I'm, I'm looking for it, you know, and I'm trying to think yeah. of ideas because I think it's a really interesting opportunity and, um, it seems like AirPods are in that sweet spot right now where like everyone is interested in like what they're going to be used for, but we're still kind of using them for the same things we always did. Again, it reminds me of like when the iPhone was brand new and the main things you were doing on your iPhone at that time were like playing games or it was just novel to be able to check your email like yeah. away from your computer. But there, it took a little while for there to be experiences that were truly native to the mobile platform i mean foursquare probably actually was one of the earlier ones yeah Um, yeah and like photography you know just being able to like take photos so much more easily because you didn't have to be like lugging a camera around with you yeah um well i guess so you know i guess to rephrase that you know that question about airpods possibly being an ar type system i mean the hope i think i have after reading you know that passage and you know your writing is that AirPods will maybe be the opposite of domesticity. It will be, you know, kind of reinforce yeah. a sense of place. I mean, you, because it's yeah. the interfaceless interface, maybe, you know, maybe like the four square dream will actually be <laughs> kept alive by it. Um, and I, you know, I saw, I would, I would love that. Yeah. I did get to see Dennis Crowley do a pitch, um, at a beta works presentation where he was talking about, you know, you could, you could be walking by with AirPods in and yeah. you know, a suggestion will kind of pop up sort of idea, which is novel. And, but at the same time, I mean, it's so far different than how, you know, I currently go about meet space. Yeah. It's hard to imagine using it somehow. Yeah. I mean, I do like the idea of, airpods somehow putting me into like a conversation that's 
like a hybrid like phone call and face-to-face interaction with somebody that is physically near me um but again kind of like we were saying a minute ago like with once you have that ability then why can why limit yourself to somebody that's nearby like you could you could be in the same conversation with somebody that's like a thousand miles away um because on like on the internet it's like distance doesn't exist so yeah you might as well but i think that i i also kind of have a hunch or just a hypothesis that i'm sort of toying with that like you know people are a little bit over indexed on non-spatial forms of interaction and we probably don't need more feeds like twitter and facebook we need more things that have context and you know there's no better source of context than the physical environment around us so yeah i think people like would like the idea of things like knowing their neighbors or like interacting with people um in kind of a less mediated way maybe maybe airpods are actually a way for us to kind of escape the the limitations that we've we've kind of found ourselves in with yeah the the late mobile phone era well you know so much of like the these fantastical uh visions for where they for where airpods go involves a really really good siri or you know smart assistant i personally have struggled with it i really hope hope it gets better um and i do love one of my favorite features of the new ones is the the hands-free hey siri i can i can really start to understand where this thing might be going with that uh that new uh feature where it actually reads incoming text messages yeah uh it's it's amazing when you're kind of sitting there it's sometimes you know sometimes it's a little distracting and you're like i wish you would have told me that you know not right now or or stuff like that like but i can start to imagine that in the not so distant future you'll be getting almost everything you know filtered it will you know in some ways try to know your psychology in the moment as best as possible so yeah. that when your mom sends you you know a message hey sweetie thinking of you it's not totally interrupting your flow or something like that um and also just maybe mediating you know that like a sizable chunk of your life through audio yeah and and knowing exactly you know context dependent when is best to interrupt you um or you know yeah. possibly even coaching you like one of those one of the best visions i think for this technology is the movie her yeah 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 you know that i i have written about this but like that moment where you where uh samantha you know the, <laughs> the uh the voice uh scarlett johansson's like you know let's get into those emails she's like like yeah minute one out of the box like Let's get your life together. You know, yeah, that kind of like that's... coaching. You can almost imagine that even with t- today's technology, you could approximate a smarter child almost type coach to, you know, make you be your best self or to be a little bit of an asshole, to, you know, <laughs> so you like get your homework done or, yeah. you know, all those, you know, things that people want at some point. Um, but like it all kind of goes back to the smart assistant. Like, do you, how do you see, how do you use Siri personally? Do you think this stuff is going to get smart enough soon or will, you know, will AR kind of come and take it all over? Yeah. Um, I think it, I think that's a huge opportunity. And I mean, you made a great point. Like one thing I've noticed, I mean, true of all headphones again, but like probably more true now that I'm wearing AirPods all the time is there's this like parallel track that's sort of underutilized that gets opened up when you can use, your ears and your voice as well as your your vision and your hands to type and like a lot of productivity i think comes down to like how fast can you visually process things like we all have you know 
inboxes and feeds and like you know unread messages tabs that we've opened like articles we have to read mm-hmm. and it's all visual so like your bottleneck is immediately reached like you can only process so many of these things in the real estate you have available like on a visual screen or or looking at things but if you're walking all this time that i guess is like you can't see uh scare quotes like dead time you know like that can be <laughs> yeah. filled up with with activities or you know that's a great time to just process like text messages or have emails read to you and even reply to them and um you can kind of do that and like on the screen of your phone but you're like looking down and and bumping into people it seems a lot more pleasant i feel like i'm bumping into people a lot more (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i i mean with the uh with the noise canceling i i think i noticed pretty quickly that like someone could be standing like a few feet away from me out of my peripheral vision and i wouldn't really have any like awareness of their presence but but yeah i think that the um the kind of like the productivity and coaching angle is is probably going to be big I've noticed that coaching in general seems to be on the rise. Like there's a lot more interest in, and stuff like Twitter is probably a part of that. You know, you find out about these people that are able to help you mm-hmm. in different ways and you're actually able to connect with them. And so these people can only scale themselves so much, but there's probably some sort of like hybrid of, of that person being involved and some sort of AI like extension of them that, that could coach you, you know, like, yeah. And yeah, yeah. in a really scalable way, like a thousand people could be learning how to cook from, from some celebrity chef rather than, and actually feeling like they're interacting with them. Cause voice, you know, is so intimate. It makes you feel like you're spending time with a person in a way that reading something they wrote doesn't yeah make you feel like well i mean also you know you can kind of think of youtube is already sort of yeah. that like the, you know the the mooc platform of all platforms like if you want to learn how to you know make eggs amazingly you're gonna yeah yeah you're gonna go search gordon ramsay eggs recipe and exactly. you're, gonna, you're gonna be much better as a result yeah yeah so this is maybe just like a little bit like more a, of a nuanced version of YouTube professional help. Videos. How yeah, do you yeah. navigate who to talk to? I mean, you yeah. know, if that's the unfortunate thing about Twitter <laughs> is like, if you know, you know that uh, and a lot of people <laughs> navigate professionally through it or on it. Um, you know, it's opened a lot of doors or in conversations, at least with people who are thinking about this um, exact topic, actually. Um, yeah. But I, I guess, like, a lot of people I meet are also kind of have, like, a little bit of reservations. Like, you know, if you're an investor type or, you know, you're a developer in this space, it's like you see a lot of heat. You see that all your friends are wearing them. You, you don't – there's no real new, uh, like, you know, let's say you know uh, mobile development. Like, there's no new substrate necessarily quite yet from, you know, where yeah. you can pluck from. I guess – and the other thing, you know, if you're an investor, you probably see that – a lot of the applications out there are things you could do with wired headphones. Like, what's the new yeah. edge? Like, what what really you know sets this apart? It's kind of it's a big question mark still. And I but yeah. at the same time, I think those like heady ideas we're talking about, like you know, going out there. I I think like the bottom line why I am you know still into this space is that it's just it's already taken up like a sizable amount of my I don't know attention on time. Or at, like halfway attention, I guess. I guess I'll t- to say it another way. You know the the way the reason I guess I'm I'm obsessed with AirPods is because 
I realized there's just such a crazy amount of time where you can fit them in in your life. There's also just a lot of time where you can be at about 60%, 70% attention. Yeah. You know, you're walking down the subway stairs. You can be listening in. Why Why, why would you do that uh, when you could also be doing that, listening to in a really stimulating conversation with like the top economists or whatever your, yeah. your interests are? I think I've just found there's just a crazy amount of time for that to be to be filled where like maybe the iPhone has chipped away at pretty much every attention piece it could and you know maybe is still continuing to do so maybe at a slower growing rate this is just you know kind of picking up another area that iPhones and screens can never touch until maybe AR yeah do you find yourself like I don't know. The, the hours listen is seems like a big deal. Are, are you? Do you see it any which one way or? Yeah, I think I think the hours, the total hours listened, is the key difference now. Because, like you said, I mean, and the big critique of this enthusiasm for AirPods is that it's nothing new. I mean, any yeah. any one component of the AirPods is something that we've already had with us, right, for years. Um, but the way that it's all like assembled together, I think is kind of novel and also just the, the sort of magical nature of the product and the way that they elicit enthusiasm that other headphones never really did. Um, at least like kind of like mid mid range headphones, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I know Bluetooth headphones were ever that exciting to anybody. In fact, they were quite the opposite. I mean, I thought it was associated with like, business dudes at the airport just like roaming around <laughs> having like annoying calls that you had to listen to but now it's like it's just it's appealing as like well a the expectation product. is you have your own pair too to <laughs> silence them out exactly which i actually think is interesting uh you know on well, the note like yeah. like i i often feel uncomfortable talking like too loud at uh, in in public or, or at least doing the hey siri part in public yeah because it just it, it's kind of like that when you see that first Apple Watch, you're like, oh, who's this, who's hey Siriing like it's a thing. <laughs> I guess to you know to channel my inner Larry David there, but like <laughs> you know the uh, like if it was normalized, if if I see that everyone else in my train car or whatever is has these into, I would hey Siri, I would talk, you know, I would probably yeah. get on the phone, you know, if if you could do that. And so maybe there is some really cool things that are soon to be unlocked by. If you assume everybody is in, you know, it's kind of like with the, with the smartphone. Like if you assume everyone's going to be, you know, using or it has this much technology, you can send them videos, you can send them this and that. And it kind of, yeah. es- you know, it escalates. I've noticed even just like in the last year, probably the the transition toward. So when you have like Bluetooth headphones in and you're talking on the phone and it looks like you're just standing and like talking to yourself like i think even a few years ago that was a lot that seemed a lot weirder than it does now and now it seems quite yeah if you see somebody doing that like even if you can't like see the earbuds you just know that's what's going on in a way that like maybe it wouldn't have been your first assumption at some point in the past well i mean this kind of gets back to your your urban studies angle like are we all going to be in our cocoon (laughs) just doing our thing kind of talking out loud or will this bring us together in a whole new way and increase serendipity. I think that we're ready to tell. I think it's kind of up to us or like the people, (laughs) the people that are working on this stuff are going to determine, you know, it's, it's kind of up for grabs right now. Like, and I think that there's one very clear path where it does 
kind of isolate us more. Um, like, and, and there are certain spaces now where, like I said, the gym is like a good example, like of a place where the whole, like the, the reason that I think AirPods are so popular there is because there's nothing happening at the gym that you want to hear. So you, you can feel pretty comfortable that like tuning it all out will be like a good move. I mean, I don't, I don't go to the gym planning to talk to anybody. I don't want to meet strangers at the gym. Like they don't want to meet me. Yeah. Um, and that's like an exaggeration. Like it might not be that way, but like, I think that that's the vibe I get. And so it's like kind of a perfect place for like everybody to be wearing their AirPods. And then if somebody is like having an annoying phone conversation, like right on the floor in the gym, like nobody even cares because nobody can hear that person. So it's like a, it's like a neglected audio environment where like no nobody's nobody's like doing any work to like make sure that it's like a pleasant place to not have AirPods on because it's presumed that nobody does. Yeah. Well, um, to take the other side, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of my wearing of them is in the liminal spaces where yeah. you're in transit yeah, yeah. or at like the, the subway, gym of course. or yeah, That's where you're example. yeah, exactly. All these places that are not home or yeah. not work. Um, and oftentimes also at work. Um, but I, I guess I worry that, um, you know, that that idea of serendipity often comes from, you know, bumping into a stranger or saying, yeah. Hello. Or times when like, there are these like fleeting moments where you might interact with somebody. And I've found that like the times that I've had AirPods in, they were like less likely to have, like, it's just like by the time you like, if you even try to pull your AirPods out, then like by the time you have, it's like, it's kind of over or whatever. Um, like I was like on the, I was on the subway like maybe a week or two ago and I was coming up the stairs and someone was going down the stairs, like carrying a chair and and they like tripped and fell and like, yeah, the chair like went the rest of the way down the stairs. And like, I, (laughs) I like stopped and I like, you know, I had my AirPods in and I took them, I was kind of like disoriented because I had them in. By the time I took them out, it was like, the person had like it gotten up and they, they were gone. So it was like, I was going to be like, are you okay or whatever? But yeah, no. it's just like, you know, and that doesn't really matter that much, but those little like interactions that are like one or two seconds between people, I think are important. And there's, if you, if it takes you like three seconds just to like get your head in the game, right. There's some you inertia might miss, to it. You might miss a lot or it might just become like more inconvenient to, to even try to like have an interaction like that. Yeah. Well, you know, there's all this new audio content going on and podcasts are, you know, I think it's like, you know, 60% of the weekly listeners have just come on in the last three years. Um, You know, there's more people than ever are consuming this kind of content. And I think I'm already sort of to sense, uh, starting to sense some like pushback almost (laughs) like some uh, uh, moral panic around, you know, these things being in. I mean, it makes sense. Like it, it does take you out of the moment. It takes you out of the game you know, <laughs> for those little touch, you know, high touch situations. Um, but then there's like the other side that I always think about that is people are consuming more information than ever. Yeah. And, you know, this is just another way to get it where, you know, you, you can fill those gaps and, you know, while you're washing your hands or while you're doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, but it's like, infotainment is the is the other end of it it's hard to really know like how productive or unproductive it's really making us yeah well it seems like every like and this isn't really possible visually but with with our ears like 
everything that used to be background there's now a way to like put like foreground content in like every moment of the day whereas like you know without headphones you might you might only have like a few hours of your waking life every day where like it wasn't background noise it was something that was like i'm actually trying to listen to this and like that alex danko article that that we've talked about Mm -hmm. um I forget what the title of it was, but he, he talked a lot at the end about how he had stopped listening to podcasts and how his mind felt a lot clearer and, and quieter. Yeah. And um, I was just wondering, yeah, like, I mean, I love listening to music and stuff, but I'm like, how much music can I really absorb in a day? Or like, if music is great, is it better to listen to like 16 hours of music a day than two hours of music a day? Like, I can't really... It's hard. It's hard to say. It depends on you know. It depends on the task at hand, (laughs) and you know. I guess at work, you know, I listen to a certain genre. I listen to more deep house at work, and you know, without lyrics, and you know, something more lyrical and rocky at home, right? Stuff like that. Um, But like the the idea of you know this new radio and (laughs) kind of allowing a whole you know new generation of uh you know propaganda to to proliferate is definitely you know big big question mark. I guess, you know, I'm not that worried about it just because there's, you know, equally, if not far more engrossing apps that are launching, you know, by the year, like TikTok, for example, yeah. um, that are probably getting way more mind share than everything else we're talking about here. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I mean, it, it's so hard right now to project forward even a few years. I mean, like, I didn't really, like, see TikTok coming. Like, I don't you know like what whatever it is like i don't i didn't really like it didn't seem to fit any clear like narrative that i would have like flagged as dominant like right before i mean social media obviously but like beyond that kind of threw me for a for a loop i feel so. old on there you know? <laughs> yeah yeah um so i don't know like we're i feel like it's a pretty safe bet that airpods will continue to be more and more relevant but it's really hard to to be like is it going to be just more more podcasts and more traditional media that we've always listened to or is it going to be something yeah we can't even conceive of yet but i do i do sense that people are like open to whatever that unpredictable thing is because i hear a lot of people asking what it's going to be and i don't think anyone quite knows but nobody knows it does seem like everything is set in stone to like to allow some really interesting things to happen especially if apple allows yeah you to do you know developers to do more actions and siri kid intense and all this stuff but it's, it's kind of weird it, like it, on some on one hand the way i use my phone has changed a lot in the last year or two with these new with this new extension of it in my ears on the other you know there's a lot of inertia to how we use these things i mean a lot of people have not downloaded a new app since snapchat or uber um, and yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, to, to say that things are, have totally completely changed on the other hand. Yeah. I think people are still, I mean, not to speak for everyone, but you know, speaking personally and from some people that I know, like just the comfort of like using your voice to do things like, you know, ask Alexa mm-hmm. to do more advanced tasks, even if, even if they've become pretty reliable, I think people just don't feel as comfortable with with voice as with like written, you know, it's a yeah. writing feels a lot less ambiguous. And, um, I think that's the strength and weakness of audio is it is more ambiguous and it's more maybe like emotional and, um, yeah, 
I mean, a lot of like spoken words Hot can be. As, yeah, uh, yeah, Danko exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it's cool. I, uh, it, it's easier to produce. I mean, we just sat down and I wish you all could see this kind of, like <laughs> cobbled together uh, mic uh, situation here that's hanging off of my dresser. Um, but yeah, it's it's like you know relatively easy to make something of uh, high fidelity. Everybody loves a conversation. Yeah. It's irresistible um, if it's you know done right. Um, and I think that's like what's maybe like the ease of production is one of the, the, you know, the reasons the podcast boom has happened. Anybody in Brooklyn, you know, in their own little apartment where we're sitting here currently can, uh, can make, you know, something halfway decent. I mean, that is really interesting. Like if either of us sat down for an hour and just typed and like the end product of that would not be something that anybody wanted to see, but we can, we can sit down and, and talk. It's the same deeply human, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, you have a little mental track, you know, that someone can go about their day listening to and and you know, get something out of. Um, well, I feel like we've hit on a lot of different things. Um, on your uh, blog, like, would you describe to you know the audience here what your writing has been about? Um, I mean, yeah. Um, so I am an urban planner by training and background um and i've become really interested over the years just sort of in how like the physical and digital environments interact and how the digital tools that we use such as the ones we've discussed today mm-hmm. affect our experience of not just reality but like and i mean i think a lot of people used to say reality to mean physical reality but now digital reality is clearly equally real and yeah. possibly more real so Hundred um, percent. What does that mean? Um, and I, I just am really interested in like you know what what the value of the physical world is. Whether it's, I mean, we're all still in it. You know, like we haven't escaped our our physical yeah. constraints yet, but uh, <laughs> someday maybe we will. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like look at all of that through an urbanist lens, but uh, sometimes I just veer completely into like the technological realm and and just ask some question about like why we use something a certain way. Yeah. I guess I still can't tell after all this. <laughs> are you, are you resisting the transition? You know, on, on one hand, I have a friend who's totally off the grid. He's a PhD student. He has none of the socials. He only communicates through email, like, you know, wow. t- and it works for him because, yeah. you know, he's not actually navigating city life and all that, yeah. but you know, it's easy, I guess, I'm kind of in that uncomfortable situation too, where, you know, as a technology analyst, you on one hand love and revere all this, you know, innovation and stuff that's being made. Um, and it's deeply, you know, fascinating. It's equally real to real life. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, there's that other dark side that I've been hoping to explore with audio first, but it's, it's just, things are so new and happening so fast. It's not clear if it's bad or wrong. Like, you know, yeah. if you had children, would you give them AirPods? That was, this was an article in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. Like, Interesting. Parents are having to fend off their kids, you know, demands for AirPods. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would keep them off of AirPods for any like psychological reason, more just not to destroy their hearing, which, yeah, I, which is another thing I've noticed since I got them is like, just because I'm listening more and more, I feel like the the additional hours are like making my ears like a little they're they're kind of like taking some more harm but whatever yeah, everyone that, i talk to I that's my like, whole life it's like a little just hurdy feeling i think it's, yeah, it has yeah. to do with the pressure and something like that yeah the pressure is probably part of it 
but yeah, I used to be, I used to be more like cynical about, about technology in general and try to like resist new things completely or like not be on anything. But I've actually been kind of impressed by like the, some of the things that have come around in the last like decade or so. And I mean, Twitter is a great example. Like I don't, I can't really say that like, like I can't even imagine what it would be like for me if I hadn't been on Twitter, like, well, we wouldn't be. Yeah. We obviously that's like a very direct (laughs) tangible thing right now. Um, a lot of people I've met and even just like the stuff I know from being on Twitter, you know, like I, I don't think I would have gotten that information very effectively somewhere else. I mean, some of it, yes, but yeah. Well, especially around um, all this airplane stuff, you know, some of the best minds are just, you know, flinging off an idea that you can build on. I've written, you know, whole posts on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, your work is fantastic. I really, you're one of my favorite, you know, bloggers, thinkers out there and you come at it from a totally wild angle that I think doesn't, you know, you don't see reflected much in the tech world kind of from like this urban lens and, you know, the planning lens. Um, and really, I, I don't know, you, you've, you've written some amazing stuff. I highly recommend anyone listening to check it out. Um, and especially the one white noise, I forget the number, but it was, uh, you know, deeply jarring and, uh, <laughs> Probably the reason I, you know, I was like, I need to get Drew Austin on here. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much. That I really appreciate that. Yeah. And it means a lot to hear that from you because I love your newsletter. It's it's newer, but um, it's new. I'm, it's proven. You know, it's, it's still getting proven here. It's got some good momentum, um, and I hope that this uh, this continues that momentum. This yeah. Is, uh, well, it's certainly it's easier than writing. So thank you for <laughs> uh, for shouldering some of the burden here. And uh, till next week.